Welcome to our weekly tech review, where we explore the latest trends, news and updates from the world of technology. This podcast is the perfect source for staying up to date with what is important to know right now. You can watch all episodes on YouTube or listen to us on all major podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcast while you work out, drive or maybe even travel through space. Today is a special episode because we are reporting from the Media and TechCon 2023 in Berlin, Germany. This year the conference was dominated by generative AI, which was not really a surprise. You might have seen TechReview 64 recorded live on the conference main stage, but we also talked to a lot of speakers behind the stage. I had the chance to talk to Katharina Neubert, who was moderating a panel about navigating AI, pioneering tomorrow's possibilities. The big topic on this conference is of course generative AI and I know that you are deeply involved in generative AI and you are going to give a talk today, right? Yes, I have the honor to moderate a panel on, uh, it's called Navigating AI, Pioneering Tomorrow's Possibilities. Yeah. So, um, so that can mean a lot. I'm actually excited what the panelists will come up with, but yeah, hopefully we'll give a broad overview on implications on business, editorial, tech, and also cover AI ethics. Yeah, exactly. And especially in terms of ethics, many people are very afraid of what AI is going to mean for their workplace, for safety and society in general. Are you more enthusiastic or more scared of what is going to come? Uh, I'm absolutely uh, thrilled and enthusiastic. But I will also say that I understand the concern because this is a lot uh, to digest and the degree of change is extraordinarily high. I feel like every day there is a new press release and I can totally understand how that can also be very concerning to people because everything seems to like shake at the same time. Yeah, and in terms of the product landscape, it feels a little bit like the Wild West where we are steering right now, not only in terms of product development, but also in terms of regulations and governmental oversight. Is this something that, that you touched before? Um, I think we are all a little bit um, like we experienced all the debates with Google, especially on inter like intellectually property and uh, publishers are um, historically probably now very concerned <laughs> uh, that uh, things will go a better way and uh, turn out um, in, in terms of monetization um, a bit more profitable um, for us as they were before. But at the same time, I always feel um, regulation won't like solve a problem. It is one important uh, argument that has to be brought uh, to the table, um, but we also should really focus on the media usage behavior and the user trends and uh, if like chat and conversation will be the thing we need to find a way um, yeah, to work on that. Yeah, exactly. And we are here on the media and tech con. I always forgot it. it's, it's not only the tech con, but media and tech con. And especially in the media industry, I think there will be a big disruption with these new technologies that are now coming up. Um, do, do you think that this will come very, very soon or just soon? <laughs> I feel it has already started and the degree right now is maybe small. We hear a lot um, uh, concepts talking about co-pilots, like yeah. having just maybe an assistant on the shoulder. So I think this is probably a stage that could last for a while and people are trying to get comfortable um, just like working and collaborating using AI uh, tools. I admire um, the level of excitement that the journalists um, at Build, for instance, yeah. uh, bring to this topic. Um, the vast majority is very open and loves uh, playing around with the different features. But I think we'll, like, of course, shortly get to a stage where it's more about efficiency and like 
maybe also the first like failures or things will go wrong, uh, hallucinations exactly. will happen, and that will be an exciting moment to see like how will it shape the media um, uh, landscape in the long run. And I don't think we have an idea yet on how. Yeah, dramatically or drastically this will um, turn out. Exactly, and not only in the changes in the big corporations, but also in the startup uh, landscape and people who are trying out things that were not possible before without like a new uh, big newsroom or in, in terms of um, ju just experimenting and playing around as a small player on this mm -hmm. market. So I'm very, very excited to see what is happening there. Yeah, me too. And it's great to be part of Axel Springer uh, in this context because I feel we have access to all of that during yes. our network. There is like heartfelt, uh, like the VC just like starting again and now really focusing on generative AI as part of their work. So I feel we are um, really set up for success to make the most out of this. In fact, not everything on the Media and TechCon was about AI. I also visited a talk about immersive storytelling to connect with Gen Z audiences by Snapchat. Shortly before he went to the stage, I was able to have a quick chat with Snapchat's global head of news, Ben Reiniger. So how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. What What do you uh, think so far about the media and TechCon? Uh, it's been great. It's uh, bigger than I thought it was going to be, um, oh. but uh, lots of fun. And I'm very excited to see the free tech booth. Uh, it all looks really cool. So excited to see it in real life. Very nice. And with Snapchat, uh, what are you going to present today to the audience? Uh, today I will be talking, me and my colleague Stacy. Um, I am talking about uh, video content on Snapchat, how to make a great and engaging show uh, to reach audiences with mobile video. And my colleague Stacy is talking a little bit about what we do with augmented reality, AR, uh, and some of the cool stuff going on there. And one of the big topics today on the conference is, of course, generative AI. Is this something where Snapchat is also having their fingers in? Uh, yes, Snapchat is doing a lot around AI, though I must say um, I am a media guy yeah. and not, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a big company working on a lot of cool projects. Um, AI is very much one of them, but that's not um, my particular area of expertise. So uh, maybe next year we'll come and talk to you guys about AI. <laughs> um, but do you feel also in this realm of uh, where Snapchat is uh, is on the way um, that there's going to be a lot of emerging um, disruption that we feel right now in the whole media industry uh, from AI in particular yeah, right, or exactly. um, like, like yeah, AI I mean, generated stuff yeah I mean I think we'll all see together right I mean I think uh, it's definitely at the early days um, you know like I said um, we right now like me and my colleague Stacy are mostly here to talk about video and AI and uh, and NAR where um, you know, I think we definitely see a lot of growth and future possibility in augmented reality. I think that's a technology where we're really at the beginning. Um, I'm sure that AI will continue to evolve and grow. Uh, you know, whether it's going to be the next big thing or just a next big thing, I'm right. not sure. I think we'll all learn that together. Yeah. Um, early days, but I think in two, three, four, five years, we'll all certainly know a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I know that uh, Snapchat is very popular with a younger audience, right? Um, yes. is, is this something that you think about uh, like shifting in terms of uh, also addressing an, an older audience or uh, different market segments? Um, yeah, I mean, Snapchat has more than 380 million users uh, every day on our platform. Yeah. So we reach a huge number of people. Um, a lot of them are young. Um, I think it's 75%, uh, something like this, of, se of 13 to 34-year-olds yeah. in uh around 20 different nations. But uh, listen, there's something for everyone. We've got a very diverse, <laughs> um, we've got a very diverse and, and growing slate of shows. Um, we're seeing lots of user growth in all demographics and definitely uh, 
users of all ages are very welcome, uh, are very welcome on the platform. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm not in that demographic anymore. So um, and I still use it every day. Later, I talked to Steven Plöger, who is head of immersive news at Axel Springer. He gave a talk about audience development and growth management in times of AI. Before he went to the stage, I was able to get a statement from him. What, what topic do you bring to the conference? Yeah, it's of course a topic about uh, artificial intelligence, but it will be more in the sense of um, how does audience development and growth management um, functions in time of um, artificial intelligence. So we are talking lots of generative AI, we're talking about ChatGPT, but there's also another kind of uh, artificial intelligence when we talk about like AI-driven recommendation engines that platforms like Google, uh, like TikTok, like YouTube, and all like external platforms use right now. And as they, their algorithm get more complex and more intransparent, uh, sometimes I think at some points it will be pretty hard to handle for us. So we have to keep that in mind and uh, find workflows how we can deal with those platforms in the future as their uh, algorithms and artificial intelligence get more and more complex and intransparent. Absolutely. And do you have, do you fear like disruption from the outside that other players starting from scratch and will like surpass all of us? I'm, I'm not scared at all, <laughs> but I'm sure that we will have to change things in the way, for example, like editorial teams yeah. work on those topics in the future. And um, yeah, I I just with this panel, I want to like, I want to make people be aware of those problems that we are like facing because most of our business models here, especially in journalism, are heavily relying on reach and on 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 growth. If we want to growth, we need to understand those external platforms uh, even better. And yeah, I will like try to draw a picture of how that could work out in the future. And one thing that I think is absolutely crazy is the pace of innovation that happens in AI right now. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the whole thing started with the release of ChatGPT like six months ago or something. And yeah. right now we have to keep be aware of everyday news of new tools, new frameworks, new methodologies and new players on the market. Yeah. How, how do you stay in touch with the everyday new innovations? I think that's the big questions <laughs> we, we have to answer right now. So I think especially in auditorial teams, journalists have to work way more close to with, with data analysts, with product managers, with audience development managers. So usually when you see editorial structures, usually those people are work a bit more outside, not in the like daily, everyday work that journalists do when it comes to how can we present uh, a story for those platforms. And I think building up teams that really work interdisciplinary, that will be our, our biggest challenge. And right. I think we are, not, we are not at this point right now, but we have to think about soon how we can do that and how we actually can uh, uh, handle these problems that definitely will arise in the future. Another big brand at the conference was Business Insider Germany. And I met editor and CEO Jakob Weiss, who told me about his optimistic view of the future and how he perceived the adoption of generative AI in his newsroom so far. Uh, so what, what brings you here to the conference? Uh, curiosity and pretty much the question that I think most people uh, are here for it's uh, what to do with generative AI. Of course. And you're even going to be uh, part of a panel later on the main stage, right? 
That's right. That's right. We're yeah. going to discuss the the impact of generative AI, and I might uh, share some of the first findings our editorial team had when using AI, mostly ChatGPT, but also other things. And are these findings more scary or more like a sense of opportunity for you? Well, I I'm pretty optimistic uh, for for the whole thing so far. So. I think there are two things. First, when you look at uh, ChatGPT, this can make the life of the journalists working for us actually much easier. And that's what most journalists working for us are experiencing at the moment. So ChatGPT helps them summarize interviews they have done and helps them uh, create posts for LinkedIn, for example. So it saves a lot of time. So yeah. uh, our editorial team uh, views ChatGPT in a rather positive, optimistic way. And as I think what's even more important for myself is that for years I've thought a lot about what I consider the biggest um, shift or change in news consumption overall is we see the younger generation uh, moving towards a more and more audio-visual content consumption. Yeah. People consume less text and more audio and right. video, which is a big challenge for media companies because it's much more expensive uh, to create these kind of content formats. And here comes uh, generative AI and actually helps. So what I've seen in tools over the last weeks that create, uh, like there are tools where you simply put a link into and uh, the tool will create a reel. It's yeah. still a draft, but it's a very good draft for a video. This, this saves a lot of time and it actually allows us to create content for a younger generation. So I think it's a huge opportunity right now. Right, right. And I really like it, uh, what you're saying, especially because there are so many people who are fearing for their jobs, who say ah, AI is going to take over everything mm. and no humans are going mm. to be involved anymore. But I think that like the shift is going to be in terms of productivity and efficiency. Mm. And even though, uh, of, of course, there are many things that people are not going to do anymore, yeah. it's, it's more in terms of how we can scale and yeah. how we can optimize things so that the same staff can yeah. work on more things at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's also very important to be, be clear or candid about this when we talk to our teams. And uh, I'm going to steal that one from uh, Semaphore's Ben Smith. <laughs> because what Ben Smith told me was that uh, he, d he does not believe that there is a, a risk of losing your job to an AI. Yeah. But there is a clear risk of losing your job to a person who knows how <laughs> to use AI. <laughs> exactly, and I think that's yes. going to happen to a lot of people. Like if you miss this one, exactly. this will be crucial on your career. And that's right. what I tell my team is like if you're, if you're a picture editor at the moment, you should definitely spend a lot of time with Dali and Midjourney and others because this will heavily impact your job. Absolutely. And you need to know first how to use that. So become very good at prompting, find consistency in prompting. Uh, find ways to save time, find ways to optimize your work because you will have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is a tool and you never should uh, forget that this is yep. a tool which is going to change everything. And if yep. you do not learn to use this tool property, uh, properly, you're going to fall behind. Yes, absolutely. exactly. Couldn't yeah. agree more. After lunch, I met with Ekaterina Schneider, who is head of digital training and upskilling at Axel Springer's Free Tech Academy. She gave me a preview of her talk about Free Tech Academy and how it is preparing Axel Springer for a digital-only future and how she sees the role of generative AI for us all. How do you like uh, the conference so far? Um, Hi, Tarek. Um, I love it. It's a lot of fun looking at the 
colleagues as well from so many different unions at Axel Springer. I haven't had a chance uh, to, to actually participate in all the sessions which I <laughs> right. wanted to, but um, I had an opportunity to meet so many colleagues which I only met online uh, mm. from our international unions. So for me, it's definitely um, um, a special day today. So uh, f uh, before the tech on, after the tech on, man, uh, I'm already waiting for the next one to come. Right, right. And especially, uh, I, I also think it's not only the content of the of the conference, but also meeting the people and seeing Absolutely. each other in these times of remote work, right? Absolutely, without a question. And also, to be honest with you, I have attended uh, OMR, Online Marketing Rockstars, yeah. two weeks ago. And I think my main message would be, uh, Philip Mestermeyer, move. <laughs> because I sincerely believe that it's improving from year to year. It's becoming such a great, on my opinion, scalable product. And I can be sure that we will do a pretty good uh, competition to the famous OMR and I in comparison to those I think that our content of today's conference is way more uh, has more way more quality and uh, um, amazing people behind it which is really nice to observe yeah not, not bad comparing to OMR it's like a very high bar <laughs> seriously I think yeah. we can really do but you're not only like a visitor on this conference, you're also giving a, a talk later, right? Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Uh, we have also quite a lot of registration. We're doing a talk with my colleague Nilu Far, who is mm -hmm. a part of the FreeTech upskilling team. We are giving a talk to um, our upskilling and reskilling um, offers and programs for our colleagues. And how do we uh, at FreeTech actually accompany our colleagues on the way to the digital only future at yeah. Springer. Yeah, and not only digital only, but in the future, probably also like generative AI only. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's what I think. After a few talks, which I had an opportunity to yeah. attend today, I think it's definitely digital only equals to yeah, generative yeah. only. But uh, how how did the this this uh, challenge of upskilling and reskilling change in the last months, where so much happened with generative AI? Is this something that that you observed? I think uh, we, we have much more um, um, demand for being fast, being up mm. to date, um, and it, it, it is developing so fast. Um, so it's, it's a challenge, you know, uh, who is faster? But it's also quite exciting because it's also a lot of new fields for us as well yeah. within the upskilling and they are growing and growing and growing. So um, I don't think that AI will take our jobs because our job is to uh, bring the others AI behind. Right, right. Yeah, this is a topic that I talk to many people uh, about, about this fear of being replaced by AI, even though I personally uh, strongly believe that these AI tools, they are tools and they make us better and more efficient employees and so I, I do not think um, that I'm going to be replaced by an AI but um, in, in a previous interview uh, someone said um, I might get replaced by someone who learned how to use the AI efficiently. Yeah, so if I do not participate in upskilling and uh, training in this way, then I give the others like this this head start uh, with this new landscape of tools. And I, I I think this is true. This is true. I think also with our upskilling offers, we, we offer this this competitive advantage as well exactly, for every yes. employee. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of um, hashtag uh, a lifelong learning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think you can never get enough of it. And I'm sure that, um, um, yeah, there will be even more exciting things coming up um, within the generative AI, around the generative AI, um, uh, which we will be able to uh, learn from each other in the future as well. Right. So.
after the conference, we joined the aftershow party on the rooftop and there I met Nidal Salah Eldin from Axel Springer's executive board. She shared her perspective on how the corporation is tackling the challenges of introducing generative AI into basically everything. And since she is basically one of the organizers of the conference, it was also very interesting to hear her take about the conference itself. So we are here on the roof terrace of Axel Springer headquarters, still on the media and tech con, and I'm here with board member Nidal, who is kind of also the sponsor of this initiative because everything here is generative AI and this is the topic that you are leading, right? Yes, Tarek. So this is the very first media and tech con here at Axel Springer. And uh, this is the conference not only for technology, but also for journalism and for business. And all of this is connected by culture. So we believe that generative AI is not only a technological topic, but it's also a culture topic. And we see that there are three areas that uh, we want to explore further. So it's education and exchange and this is where the knowledge networks comes into place where the free tech academy comes into place training upskilling all of this is part of it and exploration of new opportunities new business models startups product research and optimization of what we're doing already today so it's very exciting to have this conference here more than 1,000 people have registered and this is a new record for us here that is true and especially I was here also last year and last year it was kind of two, uh, 500 people I think and it was very very nice atmosphere but mm -hmm. this year with a special topic of uh, generative AI it, it, you feel it with all the talks and all the speakers what enthusiasm is there yeah. and that we have this common understanding of how important this topic is yes yeah absolutely and um, it's nice to see um, that now also journalists and business people are here so last year it was the tech con and there were a couple of journalists there a couple of people from the newsroom but this year we're seeing so many that are also contributing as speakers. Yeah, right. So the power of collaboration and the power of interdisciplinary work, for me, this is really a testament um, to this conference as well. Yeah, yeah. And I really like this uh, evolution of this format and that we are going in an agile way and follow these trends. Yeah. And even though um, we, we, everything we do here is experimental, this whole realm of LLMs is so young. We, we don't even have it for a year. And every day pop, uh, there are new frameworks and new tools that we have to deal with and so especially in the media industry it is so fascinating to see um, what, what new opportunities we yes. get there and so I, I really enjoy having especially like support from the board and from all the stakeholders here at Axel Springer uh, to see what, what is evolving in this new era of media industry. Absolutely and it's really about learning right yeah. so yeah. learning goes from the intern to the executive board yes. member <laughs> and we want everyone to help us find the answers and to empower a new generation of experts. So yeah. this is all what it's about today and I'm really excited and the feedback has been fantastic. A colleague mentioned to me earlier that this has been the best day of the year so far. Yeah. So um, a big thanks to Daniela and Mari from the Knowledge Network, also part of Talent and Culture, who made all of this happen. But the conference was not only about generative AI. Web3 was also present and I met with the tag team of Kilt Protocol and National Media and Tech. Babette Wagner and Dudley Needham gave a talk about a Web3 based identity management approach. You both had a talk today, yes. right? Yeah, uh, we had a talk together. Um, so I'm, I'm Dudley from Kill Protocol and um, we do digital identity using um, Web3 standards. And yeah, me and Babette had a talk together. So yeah. Yeah, so what we did in the past, uh, we did a few hackathons. So my team account management together with the Kilt guys and what we did was um, 
to include KILT as another session system into our regular login, like an additional button, login with KILT, and uh, we customized a wallet uh, for this use case, which enables the user to create a digital identity on-chain, to uh, create credentials for Axel Springer brands like Bild Welt, and to finally consume paid content with the session issued after this process. Yeah, yeah, I remember that um, that uh, Web3 and the Kill protocol, I think uh, last year everything was, was hyped around that. And it, it feels so weird that with one, with one boom of the generative AI, uh, the whole blockchain topic kind of stepped back into the background. Uh, do you have any, any touch points with uh, generative AI or uh, is your business model completely unchanged? Uh, actually, th this is a good point um, because did we, we work with digital identity and obviously digital identity is a big topic, not just for human identity or business identity, but it should also be for identity of AI itself. Yeah. So how do we know or how do we identify an AI right. and how is it capable of making signatures or proofs based upon its own information? So I think uh, digital identity uh, is going to stretch towards um, AI in itself. So. Um, I would imagine that there will be a touch point at some point and um, we uh, as a company, um, so Bot Labs who helped develop Kill Protocol, the, the protocol itself is capable of you know, being generic enough to allow uh, certain credentials to be passed to AI and so forth. Again, I think it's going to be a very important topic to talk about digital identity and then uh, AI in itself as well, so yeah. Right. I, I totally agree, especially um, because the, the topic itself is not that. Right now, people are not talking about that. But I always think that Web3 is like a, a interdisciplinary topic. It, Web3 by itself does not do anything. But Web3 in combination with, uh, with the metaverse, this Absolutely. was for a long time like a big topic. But also exactly with, with proof of ownership or like the origin. In this whole discussion about agree. deepfaking and the, the origin of um, like true journalism this is a big thing and so I'm, I'm pretty sure that when the the hype around generative AI is going to slow down people are going to talk about like this whole ecosystem of how to make this work in real-life products yeah. yeah absolutely and I think that this touches upon what we, we did uh, as a part of the hackathon that uh, Babat just mentioned is um, building the foundations of integration potentially with uh, Web3 in the Axel Springer ecosystem right so the identity part of this uh, could also fall over to the individual's uh, identity, but it could also uh, contribute to how do we recognize AI within this place. So maybe um, that's just the way that we're, it could fall into that category of AI, is that uh, Axel Springer uh, sees uh, a, a need for AI and then they have to have a need for identifying this AI and right. how does that work. And so maybe this is already a stepping stone into the right direction of where um, the two uh, world's Clyde of Web 2 and Web 3. Later I talked to Max Chelko, who is head of UXUI at Axel Springer, and he told me about how he sees the impact of generative AI in the creative industry. So what's your profession? UXUI strategy. And uh, did you find the topics of generative AI relevant for your field? Absolutely. It was extremely amazing hearing about the future of AI, and it's also very relevant for our field. Yeah. For example, in terms of developing new interfaces, there's new tools, new products, helping designers, creating interfaces. For example, automating 
UX mm -hmm. for, let's say, you know, e-commerce platforms, and uh, that is definitely where we headed. Yeah, yeah. One of the biggest questions that everyone on this conference had was how will uh, how will Genentech AI impact our field of work and our uh, let's say profession and jobs? Do you do you fear for your job or do you see like a big opportunity? No, I don't fear for my job. I think it's a big opportunity. The future will be about collaboration between designers and AI. So um, AI will help us design product services. Um, maybe in a first, maybe creating a first draft, mm -hmm. and in a second step, the human designer will come in, further develop it, refine it, and um, put the final touches on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I also think that everyone should keep in mind that these tools are exactly that. They are tools, and they are supposed to help us. And I think if you uh, use them in the right way, that they are really, really powerful. And those who learn to quickly adopt and adjust to them uh, will be on in the lead on on the job market. Yeah, and so this is something that I tell everyone that this is really, really important to, to embrace as a future vision. You're absolutely right. Yeah. In the future, there will be few jobs that won't involve AI. Design is not an exception. Yeah. UX UI is not an exception. And the faster and the better we embrace this new opportunity, the better it is for us and for Oxford Springer. I also talked to Shuvo from Ideas Engineering, who was also present at the conference. He talked about the opportunities that emerge from hackathons, which are especially important today where new technologies and frameworks are popping up every day. And most often the developers are the first ones to come up with creative ways to utilize them. Shuvo, uh, what, what did you talk about? Uh, we talked about our uh, hackathon idea that we uh, pitched uh, this year in a January NMT hackathon and uh, idea was uh, to develop an audio player and uh, make it uh, integrated with ad server to generate more revenue. So yeah. that was our um, uh, pitch talk in the hackathon and we kind of have this uh, prototype already. Uh, built and implemented uh, working on the build and build website and uh, we uh, actually are uh, happy to say that uh, we already got uh, like a um, uh, green light uh, from from our uh, um, product uh, team that we are going to build a real product so that was actually like the summary that uh, how an idea from hackathon come to a reality. Yeah, right. And uh, we just heard like a talk from the CIO of Axel Springer how yeah. important it is to have these hackathons as a starting point for big initiatives, yep. and especially with all of this uh, generative AI topic that we are having right now. Yep. It's so important to push these topics from, from the hackathons. Yeah, yep. uh, that's uh, true. Uh, unfortunately, our talk actually was not uh, regarding our uh, round of that generative AI, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was more like uh, being uh, like a self-dependent, uh, have the ownership of our all the products so that we can actually uh, make it more optimized, uh, can push it to like uh, uh, generate more revenue and yeah. also like uh, make it uh, sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for a fact that Ideas Engineering is very engaged in this whole topic of driving innovation and pushing yeah. like new yeah. ideas. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm pretty sure that Ideas Engineering is always at the front forefront of yeah. all of these experiments. Yeah. I guess that's what we do at Ideas. Did I mention that the Tech Review podcast had a recording on the main stage at the Media and TechCon? Of course, I also spoke with the Tech Review crew to hear what they took with them from the conference. We're we are 
We are on the rooftop of the Axis Springer building of the Media and Tech Con and we just left the live session of the Tech Review podcast. We, 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 can, so we can <laughs> We had an overall idea, right? So that was AI today or generative AI. And um, I liked actually having this kind of concept. Generative AI from so many angles. Our live podcast, I enjoyed it very much. It was uh, very, I don't know, in German you would say Kurzweile. So it was very entertaining, I guess, because we had to stick to half an hour, which yeah. is uh, hard for us. Right. Because <laughs> we love to discuss and we love to um, yeah, talk longer than uh, we actually plan to. Um, and I mean, we we obviously um, also stick to the overall topic of this year's Media and Tech Con. We narrowed it down to two generative AI topics. Right. Um, and I, I think it were some, some cool articles, some cool cases that we picked for today. The Tech Review panel this year, I think, was something very special because it touched on something that we all know. It wasn't, I, I know that at Tech Review, sometimes we talk about topics that are... Um, literally very far away when we talk about origami in space one of our <laughs> favorite examples I think Absolutely. but this year I think we chose topics that are extremely well known to all of us and I think everybody can understand the problems there and is also experiencing those, those challenges in their everyday life so I think actually I think it was uh, the best panel we ever did <laughs> that's what I have to say yeah. I would have uh, loved to have someone from the audience jump in and was like something similar happened to me because right. we had like the, the case with the lawyer who used ChatGPT yes. for the first time and failed miserably yeah <laughs> poor him and, and yeah it would have been fun to hear like some other stories of like yeah the first time I used it this and that happened to me so I feel with him or whatever it was really one topic and all these angles I really liked that a lot and uh, what I also liked is that it was in some sense deeper than other tech cons right so there were uh, so many aspects that had been discussed all our lives right the future as such the future of well um, us as a society that um, I'm really happy to be part of that yeah. and uh, being part of the discussions tonight here and I really like that it had been so deep and had this depth i really enjoy that they have us as a like regular guest on the on the tech uh, on the media and tech company. yes and so tradition I'm, as i heard today uh, exactly yeah and i will take them on their word and in uh, media tech con 2025 2024 <laughs> i mean 2025 <laughs> it, it sounds great yeah right, right. what are no, we going to do in 2025 we are yeah that's the crazy thing i mean uh, <laughs> last year we did not anticipate that we are going to be that deep into generative ai i think this topic did not exist last year like the, the commercial version of ChatGPT is only six months old and all these other tools that we are discussing they are only like a couple of weeks or months old and so to try to foresee what is going to happen in the next months or year it's, it's quite impossible. And from my point of view, it's definitely more than a hype, right? Yeah. Um, AI is here and it will stay. Yeah. And it will touch our lives and our work um, within the next months and years and it will not go away. So we have to learn to live with that. As we have also seen from the, from the talks that uh, there's, uh, in some cases, even some, some kind of naivety right, yeah. in working and interacting with this new tool and that it is in the end right so that we really have to learn how to use it effectively it's really hard to foresee what we are going to talk about next year probably something like twitter blue twitter oh, gold yeah. or twitter we, we, twitter we will green. always talk about twitter <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Probably Twitter in space or something, I don't know. And we will talk about a very weird mix. We're going to talk about something like crypto, AI. <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking about what you discussed at your panel individually. Right. Chatbots that are mining and other chatbots that are... I don't know, stealing. I don't know. We will talk about something like that. That yeah. was a very long answer, I'm sorry. Uh, perfectly okay. And to, to most people today, I said, uh, let's see each other next year at the TechCon. Yes. But I will see you like next week on the Tech Review podcast, right? Yes, exactly. And we will see you, dear viewer, dear listener, we will see you as well in our next podcast. So tune in next Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in in today's Tech Review Spotlight from the Media and Tech on 2023 in Berlin. What do you think about this special format? I'd love to hear your feedback in the comments so that we can learn from it in the future. And with that being said, have a great week.